Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Went down to see our pallies at uh, Attention to Detail, Jeff and uh, Matt, our mechanics. Yep. And to uh, pick up my car after uh, paying for it. Well, I'll be paying for it for a while. <laughs> they got paid. Right. Anyhow, uh, talking to uh, to Jeff, and he, he said, oh, I got I to gotta share a story with you. He said, this is, uh, this is the first... In uh, my time as a mechanic. Well, that's been quite some time. Yeah, he's been at it for a while, and his son is uh, following his lead. They do a great job. And uh, so he says they get this truck in, this pickup. And the woman says that there is a stink coming out of it from somewhere. The longer it's uh, running, the stink gets worse. It's like the the B.O. episode from Seinfeld. Yes. Can't tell where it's coming from. Now, she did a little bit of research herself before taking it to the mechanic, and she went online. She went to Google. Of course. And uh, Google told her that uh, she probably needs to replace her battery, that I guess sometimes, and I've never heard of this, but I guess if batteries can get old, then maybe the uh, the acid and stuff in them uh, starts to, uh, to get stinky, perhaps. Uh, so anyhow, she replaced the battery. That didn't help. And then she went back to the Google. The Google told her, well, it might be your coolant. Maybe your coolant is uh, bad. Okay. And that can get stinky. Really? Mm, again, I've never heard of that. But uh, she <laughs> replaced her coolant. Next time I, next time I drop my guts. In the blame, oh, okay. coolant must be going off, blame, babe. Blame the battery. That damn battery. <laughs> uh, so she, had to, she replaced the coolant. Again, didn't help the problem. Oh, no. Stink I, was still there. I know where this is going. So she looked around her car, couldn't figure it out. So she, she finally says, well, I got to take this to a mechanic. I can't, I can't stand this. Right. So uh, Jeff gets it, and it's outside in his parking, in his garage or in his uh, parking lot there. And so he, him and Matt, uh, his son, start digging around inside. They can't find anything. So they take it into the shop, and they fire it up. And We've they... had a stink before where we've lost groceries in the car, like rolled under the seat. Uh-huh. And, and that's kind of... Uh... Bit of questionable stench. Yeah. Well, that was the funny story. So we have a, a the rock truck here, and yeah. it, it stunk for a while. And Lucky was the first one to complain about the stink of the truck and could stop talking about the stink in the truck. Right. Guess who caused the stink in the truck? Because <laughs> <laughs> Lucky and his kids were living in it for a while, I think. So this little spilled milk in yeah. a damn Santa Claus parade. Uh huh. So, uh, anyhow, she takes it to Jeff, and Jeff uh, looks around, can't figure out the problem, takes it into the garage, fires it up, and, yeah, lo and behold, there's that smell. Can't get rid of it. It's getting worse, but now the garage is starting to stink. Wow, yeah. that bad. So, like, what the hell is oh, this? Oh, no, possum. So they lift the hood of the, uh, the, over the engine, and inside of this particular model of pickup truck, it's got a, another cover the that's over top of the, uh, the engine. So, they pop that up. <laughs> Awesome. They, they find a big, long, probably eight inch plus dead rat ah! cooking, <laughs> cooking. I said, did you add some olive oil and garlic? Oh, cooking on the engine. And of course, uh, every time that the engine ran, it, so it crawled in there to get warm and couldn't get out. Oh, oh and uh, that was the stink. <laughs> oh. And so I said, well, what did you do? He goes, well, we just peeled it off. He says the two of us were gagging, uh, and I and I, I I would have thrown up. They even kind of showed me the garbage bag that it was in. Yeah, and you could kind of see the outline. Oh. 
Oh, oh my God! I said I'm surprised it didn't like just split open on you when Explode. you tried. To, yeah, when you tried to peel it off because it would have been all stuck to the engine. Oh, what what could they use? Like shovels? I need those like grabber things oh. that you from three four feet away you can use. I would have to given pick her, it up. I would like have a claw. Her, I would have called her and said I found your problem, but it's not my problem. <laughs> You're Come on your own. You're on your own. <laughs> I remember I had a huge bird. I, I was driving across the 401. This is years ago. Beautiful summer day. And this huge bird swoops down in front of us on the 401 and just catches the side of the front of my car. So I get off at the next uh, off-ramp and I find a... Well, I pull over and take a look and it's just... filled. The, my grill is just filled with bird guts. Ugh. So I... Uh, I end up at a car wash, one of those drive through and I or one of those do it yourself and I get the hose and I just sprayed it all out, but it was so flipping gross. Yeah. But I've I've been pretty lucky with with animals and such. I know they say if you leave a car parked in your driveway for any length of time over the winter, you should give it a a bang on the hood uh before you start the thing up because there there's a good chance there's something living in there. Probably a good reminder now when people have not been going out in their cars That's very right. often. That's right. If you fire it up, give it a little knock before you fire it up. Oh my you goodness. Know, like a kitty cat in uh, So did he have rednecks out front looking up showing for dinner? <laughs> I I believe him and Matt barbecued it. And had it for lunch. Guy shared a story on Reddit about how he and his wife had their first child at 11.05 on December 31st. But he was filling out the information for the birth certificate, and he put that his son was born at 12.05 on January 1st. Why did he do that? Well, 2020 was a crappy year, and he says, I'm glad it's finally over, and I don't want my son to be associated with it. This is unfair to my son. Wow. Here we go. We're starting this kid down the right path, aren't we? So unfair to my son. Because he only lived in 2020 for just one hour. Right. So he winds up getting into a shouting match with the nurse and then the doctor, and they take the form away and won't let him fill it out, and then his wife gets mad at him for making a scene at that moment in their lives. I didn't think you were allowed to fill that out on your own. Like I, I, th- I thought they, they filled it out for you, yeah, right? Like, I don't remember doing it. I remember the doctor called the time of, you know, time of birth is this. And right. They, they just put that down. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I just remember not looking back. <laughs> well, I do remember looking over my shoulder and seeing the <laughs> murder scene behind me. <sighs> you realize quickly what that part of the female anatomy is for, and it's not for your pleasure. No, no. Anyhow, uh, yeah, he got in a big fight uh, over this with his wife and the doctors and the nurses, and he just thinks it's uh, totally unfair, and he doesn't want his son to be associated with 2020. Oh I have a feeling goodness. his son down the road isn't going to want to be associated <laughs> with him. <laughs> One in nine of us say that we celebrated the holidays alone this year, and another half of us say they only celebrated with the people in the household. So we know what you other than 50% were doing. Yeah, they said almost uh, almost half of people said, yeah, they were celebrating as normal. The annual no-pants subway ride has been canceled. Damn. <laughs> I was going to get in on that this year. <laughs> Just a mask. It's the best year for it. You don't have yeah. to show your face. Just a mask. Uh, no-pants subway ride canceled in New York City and everywhere else because of the pandemic. A bar owner in Belgium sentenced to three months in prison and got a $1,200 fine for pouring a single pint. Wow. The customer paid 120 bucks to support the business. Um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how Quebec does. Like, if they are messing around with this curfew, it goes mm-hmm. in effect tomorrow night. So from 5 p.m. Saturday night 
until, or sorry, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. You need a valid excuse uh, to be out. I guess by 8 p.m. most things are are closed stores. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I guess walking your dog is allowed or trips to the hospital or a pharmacy. And that's about it. Or into work, of course, if you're an essential worker. What, uh, what's involved? Fines, I guess? If they're... they're saying fines of one to $6,000. We'll see what they do. The problem through a lot of this is there's been a lot of threats to fine and not a lot of fines handed out. Well, and that's why we had that stat that half of people celebrated as normal. Because, yeah. you know, if there's no penalty to it. Right. A lot of people say, well, forget it. If if. You know, if you're if you're not worried about it, if you if it's not part of your concern, or you don't have anyone in your family you feel is high risk, then uh, people said, "Well, forget it. I'm doing it." Party on. Um, three quarters of parents say they've gotten flexible with their screen time rules for kids during the pandemic. <laughs> if flexible flexible means, yeah, sure, whatever, go ahead, get out of my space. But many of those also wish they had set up better rules early on. Mm. I mean, we've always used them. I mean, when my kids were little, television was the the go-to babysitter when yeah. you just needed some quiet time. Well, it's interesting because, like, I can, on my internet package now at home, can limit uh, certain devices, right? Like, oh, I, can, yeah. I can set, like, a two-hour limit if I wanted to on the Xbox but and why the PlayStation. why would you? It's just, you know, that means in two hours we're having an argument. That's right. So <laughs> open it up and let them go. Let them go. Um, restaurants are now starting to sell their food as frozen dinners. I guess the idea being you could go to uh, your favorite whatever and not just pick up one or two orders, but get a bunch of them and have them ready to go. Yeah, I listen, everyone's doing whatever they can. Uh, and I applaud them for it. I, you know, I, at first I would question Okay, do you really want to go to the lengths of, of heating? Is it going to taste the same? Mm. Uh, or they have restaurants that are basically selling the, you the food and giving you the instructions to cook it yourself. And you think, am I, am I really getting what I want out of that? Mm. Uh, but at the same time, no, these places have to stay in business. Yep. You have to support them. And so if there's those that are going above and beyond and doing extra measures to try and, and, and keep their business afloat, support them. Golf uh, was uh, really huge in, uh, in 2020. We played, and this is probably North American numbers, played about 57 million more rounds of golf. Didn't get better. <laughs> <laughs> still, well, it's because the practice facilities crap. were shut down. You, know? uh, you couldn't, that's, that's you couldn't have was. your one-on-one coaching, Craig. That's, that's what it was. Sure, that's why. Yeah, but uh, certainly golf was huge in 2020 and probably will be in 2021 as well. Yeah, you know, in talking to our friends at Golf Ontario, uh, they had you know banner numbers in terms of new golfers. Yep. Uh, showing up, you look at the golf stores, Golf Town being one of them, lineups outside the Crazy. door, couldn't keep new golf clubs in stock because people were going out and improving their equipment and just playing a heck of a lot more. Um, tee times, uh, definitely, although they were more spread out uh, space-wise, time-wise, yeah. uh, they were full all the time uh, with bookings. Uh, private clubs saw more memberships. Public courses saw more play. The only downside I could probably see from this is that the charity element, the charity tournaments, tournament right. play, took a bit of a hit. A new study found people who are more laid back and move slower did a better job adjusting to quarantine life than others. So we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I said from the beginning, <laughs> carry on. Well, and listen, like through most of this, you know, people who are like us still working don't feel the real effects no, of, course not. of it. And, you know, people who weren't working out before aren't clamoring for gyms to get back open. No. 
and uh, or recreational facilities. You know, there are people really upset that uh, the Ontario government is going to allow the Maple Leafs and Senators to play. When I say, well, my kid can't play hockey. Why can the Leafs? <sighs> and and you're like, slow down. It's This is a professional is hockey organization. Hearing. It's Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were. And listen, there were some some high profile pundits saying the same thing. Well, if we can't play rec league hockey, why can the Leafs play? Because they're going to bubble. These are the same hockey fans who are pissing and moaning about uh, the divisions getting sponsorships. Oh, yes, you know, right? exactly. Yeah. All hockey fans should get a sponsorship. Vagisil. <laughs> I think you need some. <laughs> Crybabies. Unbelievable. Why can't my kid play hockey? <laughs> Shut up. So annoying. A nursing home in Florida. This is such a scumbag move. A nursing home in Florida called its wealthy donors to offer them the chance to get the coronavirus vaccine that had been allocated for its residents and staff. Wow. So if you're a big donor to this uh, nursing home, they would take care of you and not the people who were living there or the people who work there. There's a reason why when they showed shots of the trucks rolling out the vaccine out of the factories Mm. that there were cop cars in front and behind. Okay, this story that we're going to share with you, uh, what this woman did was was not the right way to handle it. (laughs) But... I don't blame her because <laughs> I've been in this situation and I've wanted to do the exact same thing. I just didn't have the balls to do it. Right. A woman was on a Spirit Airlines flight to Portland, Oregon on Sunday and two little kids behind her wouldn't stop kicking her seat. One of them was three. The other was seven. Right in that prime age when you, you just want to ring them out. Right. You know, because they're. A three-year-old maybe can still get away with some of the cuteness. Uh, seven-year-old should know better. Though. Well, yeah. not only that. You see, kids between the age of like seven and 17, 18, maybe a little younger, seven to say 14, they go through this really awkward, weird stage, especially boys, where they get like their heads are too big for their bodies and their hands and feet it's are too big. Puberty, gross. And, and you just want to smack the ugly out of them. Because... <laughs> They, they they think they get smiles and teeth and they smell and they're horrible, horrible human beings. Stop holding back. The little ones, they can get away with doing stuff like because they still got the cuteness. They kick your seat and you go, oh, okay. But the seven-year-old, right? You just want to throw off the flight. Anyhow, so the seven-year-old and the three-year-old are are kicking her seat. She claims she asked the mom to handle it more than once. The mom ignored her. Didn't even apologize, I guess. Wow. So she waited for the plane to land. She grabbed her luggage from the overhead bin and then attacked the mom, landing two and three punches. And the woman ended up with injuries to her head and lip. She admitted to it. She didn't try to cover it up. She told the cops, sometimes you just have to do what you got to (laughs) do. She was arrested, facing charges, of course. Shouldn't have taken that approach. Right. But God knows I've been in uh, restaurants or shopping malls, grocery stores, where sometimes you just want to you want to you want to haul down that aisle like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas <laughs> and lay a sound beating on either the parent or the kid. It's it's interesting. Maybe it's the Canadian in me, but I feel I've spent most of my parental life uh, apologizing. Yes, <laughs> for for the kids yes. that I have. Yes, because you. <laughs> Right. You're realistic about your children. Yes. 
Yeah. You know they're a nightmare. They're a nightmare. They're 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 awful. At, at yes. and, and they're annoying to other people. Right. You know, think, oh, especially when they're not your own. Yeah, things that I, you know, I, yes, uh, other people's kids annoy the hell out of me. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen them in groups in hockey dressing rooms. Yeah. They're annoying. They're the worst. And when they get together, it's even worse. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, if if this happened and I was on this play, in, in either scenario, if I'm the parent and this is happening, I am giving my kids, for the start, the gritted teeth. The stare the bitter stopness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's flat out, like, I'm physically holding their feet down and right. telling them they've got to go or I'm throwing them out the window. Um, <laughs> and, and if I'm the person in the seat, I can see the frustration. I would... You know what you do? You wait until uh, the, like the the uh, flight attendant gives them a, a little cup of water or something, mm. and then you ram the seat back, <laughs> make sure it spills right onto their laps. It's a good way to get back at them, sure. <laughs> but the passive aggressive in me will yeah. probably just stare through the seat cushions and lift my head over, staring Sigh. back at them, and sighing yes. a lot, a lot of grumbling. Now that that being said, sometimes, and I've seen this in restaurants certainly, and and on flights, I've often shook my head at parents. Who take their very young children, even up to seven might be uh, tough, because they just, they can't sit. Parents who take their kids to a nice restaurant, a steakhouse, and make them sit through a meal. Mm. You know, if you've got young kids, do the drive through or go to a restaurant that's like a family, that you know you're going to get your food quick, and you eat and go. What kid wants to sit at the keg for two hours you yeah. know it's it's like taking a, a, a young child on a flight to argentina you know wh- what are you doing with a child in a plane for 15 hours and i say that because maria took daniel when he was like two right. to argentina i was not on that flight <laughs> i'm like what are you doing well you take, yourself. Them, you take them when they're young because they're free right yeah, and but then, a nightmare to everybody else absolutely when they're screaming and crying the entire time all right yeah we drugged ours yeah, you do, but you didn't take them on long flights. Did you take them to Europe? No, no, never. No, I, I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what age they are. More than half of us say we regret not handling our money better this last year. And probably because we've thought for so long, because we said this, oh, we've got extra cash in our pocket. We're not paying for as much on gas, and we're not buying lunches, mm-hmm. and we're not going out. We're not going to restaurants. We're not going to concerts. Yeah, we're not going to spend as much just sitting at home. That's right. So what right. we do is we treat ourselves to stuff <laughs> like impulse buying online. I need this to get through. Mm-hmm, that's right. Paying for subscription services we don't use anymore. Right. Not comparing prices to look for a better deal, which you think you would because you got all the time in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, only paying the minimum balance on credit cards. Not paying attention to your credit score. Not sticking to a budget. Missing credit card or bill payments. And uh, not doing enough saving. Now, these are things that supposedly we all uh, or many of us had uh, money issues over the last year. I would say a lot of that stuff has been uh, endless in my life. It's not just a <laughs> pandemic year. <laughs> I've been guilty of all of these things for most of my life. Anyhow, you got to uh, certainly try your best to uh, pay beyond the minimum balance on credit cards. I know it is uh, incredibly tough if you got anybody in the house who's out of work or you're just your salary has been cut maybe due to this pandemic. This is the time of year when your financial advisor you, usually comes a knocking before tax time. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is the year that they'll finally not say, 
hey, do you have a little more you could contribute? Right, right. <laughs> it's like when I go to the dentist and they ask if you're going to start flossing. Uh, no. Yeah. And, and, uh, and no, I don't, I don't magically have more money coming in all of a sudden. I know when, when our uh, financial uh, advisor will uh, meet with us and, and she will say, so uh, what, should we, uh, what should we be planning for? I, I say, well, I, that's your job. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, any, anything I plan financially didn't work out. Uh-huh. I've got this house. That, that's what I've got. I figure eventually I'll sell it and live in a tent down by the river. Uh, but, yeah, if you, uh, if you can, you know, do your best to, uh, to put a little aside. It is incredibly tough. But the years mount, and all of a sudden, you know, you get to a certain age where you, uh, you know people who are either close to retiring or have retired. And I look at my life and I go, well, if retirement was a highway... I don't even know where the off-ramp is. Right. I'm stuck in traffic. (laughs) It's very true. I wonder, though, I wonder if this year, because, you know, early on, remember last year around like January and February, you started hearing about China and how the divorce rate was going up Mm -hmm. so much. Uh, and, and I'm sure, uh, unfortunately, that will happen uh, throughout as well as, as people just, you know, not really expecting to spend so much time together on top of each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if this changes people's outlook on retirement as well, right? And, and think that, wow, if this is retirement where we're together mm-hmm. in the house all the time and not working, not not doing anything, I wonder if some people will go, hmm, I'm certainly not ready to retire, or I better rethink the plans of how we plan to retire and what we're going to do during it. Used to be that, uh, you know, a guy would retire, a woman would retire 65, and they'd be dead by like 67. You know, <laughs> now, now we know why. Yeah, because somebody <laughs> killed them. But that's also why couples are uh, divorced for people in their 60s is uh, on the rise because you retire and now we're living longer. And so sometimes they'll look at one another and go, well, we've raised our kids, we've you know paid off our home, we've done our thing. I don't know that I can spend 25 more years with you, you know. Yeah, I remember quite some time ago, a buddy of mine, his grandparents split up. Yeah. So it's strange. Like, wow. What? Well, really? You're together for 40 years and yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah. now it's got to... Yeah. But, but you figure out now that, that oh, yeah, well, I guess they, they probably saw too much of each other. As much as I can say, I, I you know, I get jealous if I see somebody who's had certainly like a career... Uh, where it's been a government-paid uh, uh, position. You've worked in the public uh, sector. And, and you got in early, and you, you put in your 25 or 30 years, and then you're, you know, you're out at like 55. And I'll see people, they'll be, you know, they bought a boat, and they've got this great pension, and you know, their benefits are still there, and they're taken care of, and they're secure. And I go, wow, you know, sure, that sounds great. But to be retired at 55, like I would not know what the hell... Well, I would do with myself. And that's why you, you meet, you know, former cops who are now marshals at a golf course so they yeah. can play for free. But would you're getting yelled at all day long right. by people. You can't pull out your gun and shoot them. <laughs> They're sitting at Home Depot taking crap from people. Yeah. You realize it's just to get out of the house. Yeah. Now, look at if I was in the financial position to be retired at 55, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's, that's uh, taken away is that this yeah, year yeah uh yeah i guess it'll be this yeah i don't have freedom 55 <laughs> prison 55 rock mornings with craig venn and lucky 94.9 the rock